Welcome to Epilepsy Cast, the podcast about all things epilepsy from Epilepsy Action. Hello. Hey, Artie, how's it going? It's going all right. How are you? I'm great, but I'll tell you what, I can barely see you right now. Uh, finally, my lockdown haircut is about to happen on Thursday. With lockdown easing and that, finally be able to get a haircut. And oh my gosh, I can't wait to do it. <laughs> Because I'm yeah. so hot all the time, I can't see. <laughs> it's just like remember, like in you know 2008 or so when My Chemical Romance were popular. I feel like I basically got that same haircut now. That vibe. No, yeah, you, yeah. you haven't quite got the sweepy emo fringe going no, on. No, I, well, I, well, I cut it and then it's just kind of turned into a little bit of like a bowl. So I mean, if I <laughs> swooped it, it would definitely swoop, and I'd be like, hanging off my eyes. Did you oh. actually put a bowl on your head to do the cut? No, no, I was, I was very careful. Got some fitting scissors. Did, you know, looked in the mirror and thought, oh, 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 please, just don't cut my entire hair off. Oh, let's do it straight, please. It's so nerve-wracking, isn't it? Yeah. I did my son's hair and then I cried because I did it very badly. Oh, no. <laughs> but he's two, so I figure he'll forgive me. Did he cry? He didn't cry. As long cry. as he didn't cry. No. Oh, that's good. He, he's two. He doesn't care. But... Hey, man, yeah. Are you managing to get out and about with him more now? With yeah, etc. Yeah, yeah, bits and pieces. Um... Bits and pieces, and we've been out because the weather's been really nice. So yes. we've been out enjoying the sunshine. Thank and goodness. We're... Yeah, yeah. I've had a couple of garden, you know, hangout hangouts, I guess, with friends now that we can get a few people around in back gardens and that. And it's been lovely. Yeah. It's been just what I needed. Uh, Finally. And he went back to nursery. So that's a big change. Oh, did he? Oh, brilliant. Uh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, it was, it was very odd having an, a quiet house that wasn't full of a two year old. <laughs> full of a two-year-old that i mean that i guess your hands are always full with a two-year-old yeah. so uh, i guess with lockdown easing there is um been quite a few questions on our social media from people asking about um face coverings because uh you know from the 24th of july they are it is going to be compulsory in england to wear face coverings in shops um and, and it's, it's already, already compulsory yeah, yeah on, on public transport and shops in scotland as well okay and many theme parks, stuff like that, um, unless you can't wear one for medical reasons. So, um, you know, a lot of people have been getting in touch with us through social media asking, you know, is there exemptions for people with epilepsy? What about, you know, what about if I feel like I'm going to have a seizure because I'm wearing one? Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of questions and worry, yeah. isn't there? Yeah, so we've actually, we've been in touch with some experts uh, for some advice. Um, uh, specifically, Dr. Reese Thomas, uh, who's a consultant neurologist at the Newcastle Upon Time uh, NHS Foundations Trust, and he said, uh, and this is this is his uh, message for everyone. He says people should wear mas- masks according to the government advice, um, and for the vast majority of fa- uh, people, face coverings will be cloth or disposable face masks. And uh, he thinks that he can be quite confident that these are safe for people with epilepsy and wouldn't cause any harm if worn during a seizure. Um, so you can basically, and I know, you know, a lot of um, people's seizure triggers are stress. So, and a lot of, there's been a lot of, you know, controversy and people talking about, you know, is is it is it reducing your oxygen intake? And mm. he says, um, when you're running in a mask, it doesn't reduce the amount of oxygen getting in. And, uh, you know, he knows himself from being a doctor and other nurses during operations, they wear masks for many hours and it doesn't make them feel dizzy or breathless. So okay. I think, yeah, 
you don't need to be concerned about that. Um, but epilepsy is often associated with other conditions and people do need to be mindful of those other conditions um, which may carry other advice. So, you know, if one advice just for epilepsy might be different for another one. So if if people with epilepsy need to wear a, a higher grade of face mask for any reason, such as work, you may need to seek individual advice. Okay. So yeah, what what Epilepsy Action is saying, because we've heard, we've sought our um, advice and we're saying that um, there's no reason why the cloth face masks or um, a scarf or a bandana or those single use ones you can get in shops like face coverings, um, that they are um, safe for the majority of people with epilepsy but if you need to wear for like your job or for any other reason like a higher grade one one that provides more protection then you need to um ask for individual individual advice um and yeah. that um i know that like i wear glasses they, they steam up my glasses steam up quite a lot when right. i wear them um so that, and i know that they can be quite uncomfy and they might make you feel quite stressed but um like it's so possible to shop around there's so many available out there and like i found one now that really works for me that's really comfy um that i don't that doesn't cause too much notice so i don't notice it too much and that doesn't steam up the glasses so um uh, it is possible to like try out different ones and find one that that will work there's there's different things you can put onto the mask as well because mine was mine felt like really loose and i bought uh, bought a few and they're all like really loose so there's these clips you can buy from big retailer online (laughs) and you can clip it around the back of your head and it it kind of makes it a little bit tighter so it's almost like a full thing around your head and i find that really um, useful you know they we know they can be stressful and we know that you might not um you might feel a bit panicky in them but like do try different ones and do try to find the one that works that works for you um and um the other thing that um like that if someone is having a seizure in public i know that some people have been concerned about that um so if someone is having a seizure in public um if they're not having difficulty breathing while they're having their seizure there's no reason why you'd need to take their face mask off um but if they are having difficulty breathing then you you can remove their face mask but obviously then the person who is helping them um needs to take extra care and um wash their hands and make sure that they're not touching their face um and wear a mask themselves um so it's just that um that balance um but like like we said face coverings those non-medical like cloth or fabric face masks are safe for the majority of people with epilepsy according to the experts we've been speaking to yeah absolutely and, and of course we'll be happy to answer any further questions on social media um at epilepsy action on everything yeah sure or you um, gonna say Hattie, sorry i was just gonna say i'm i'm really liking all the different designs you can get them in they've, oh, become, they've definitely become a fashion statement haven't they yeah, it's a little bit, uh, yeah. There's even going to be talk that there's going to be epilepsy action face coverings. Um, I know we've had some questions on social media about those. And yeah. um, and so watch the space. They might be coming down the pipeline. You might be able to show your support for epilepsy action um, in a very visible way, right across the front of your face. Yeah, so. yeah I guess. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that would be really cool. So, yeah, keep an, keep an eye out. Absolutely. And in other COVID-related news, the International Bureau for Epilepsy is looking to gather stories of people's experiences with COVID, people with epilepsy and their families, um, 
any kind of experience or story they're looking to gather them to gather a record um, of that kind of um, for the future so if that is something that you're interested in if you have a story um, of how covid and your epilepsy have kind of mixed then please do um a let us know our email address is podcast at epilepsy.org.uk we'd really love to hear that but also um you can contact the international bureau for epilepsy and the information will be in the show notes um, of this podcast um i just think we're living through extraordinary times aren't we at the moment they are there's nothing like anything i've ever lived through before um and it there will be those stories. I think it's so important that we capture them. I'm really pleased that somebody is capturing those um, stories for how it has affected people so that yeah. they are there for us to all look back on. And we know that the pandemic has kind of, um, it's had a lot of negative effects, but it's had a lot of positive effects. Uh, you know, people getting creative and stuff like that. So it'd be a nice way to document everything that's happened. Definitely. And one of the ways that we know that this has been affecting people is that um, everyone has been spending a lot more time at home. And I have friends who are into the whole video gaming thing. And I know that actually a lot of those people seem to have found life a bit easier because they've kind of had connections already online with people. They're used to you kind of used to talking to people that way. And I know that's something that you are really keen on, Rich. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we're going to be launching something at Epilepsy Action. Actually, um, this week that we're recording the podcast, it um, launches on the 21st of July, um, that we're finally getting our own kind of gaming for good um, fundraising setup going. So So we know that, uh, yeah, we know that a lot of people like to do um, uh, video game streams to raise money for charities. hugely popular ones for St. Jude and um, uh, a lot of different charities that raise hundreds of thousands, if not millions of pounds and dollars and stuff like that, just through online connections, you know, being entertaining on a stream, um, building a community and, you know, um, providing entertainment through gaming. So um, a lot of people are using that as a, as a avenue for fundraising and we know that a lot of people have done it for us in the past but we've never had any kind of official you know um assets or social media um graphics for anyone or never real an official avenue to do that for us but we do now so if you're interested or you know anyone that is interested we can you can go to epilepsy.org.uk forward slash gaming and we have um a bunch of stuff um that that'll help you get you on your way we'll we'll support you the entire way you'll get access to our discord if you know what that is Hattie I don't expect you to know but, <laughs> but uh, um, stuff like that and um, I don't know um, our colleague Amy in fundraising will be able to um, support you all the way with that and um, we're really looking forward to you know people taking part we've had people doing um, Euro truck simulator convoys for us in the past that have raised thousands of pounds we have um a really good supporter called Psychit Online, who does um, Elite Dangerous, which is like a space sim, and she's been she did one for Purple Day where she got um, loads of challenges set out, and people could donate so she could do these challenges, be it play blindfolded or you know do silly things like um, 
so things like that and it's just a great way great interactive way of not only raising money for us but building a community and spreading epilepsy awareness as well anyone anytime anyone signs up to this they're going to get all sorts of epilepsy facts and fact sheets so that their streaming audience will be able to learn about epilepsy as they watch and and hopefully raise money as well it's so, so yeah, awesome. great. Rich knows that I would love to be the kind of person who understands what he's talking about right now, <laughs> but it is way beyond me. I am nowhere near cool enough. But um, I, but I anyone do think... In, yeah, that anyone into gaming or streaming, then uh, exactly, yeah, like it, UK it's, it's a way to turn something that you're passionate about and that you do in your spare time and like turn it into, as you say, gaming for good. I think it's yeah. really fab. So um, I think that's so exciting. Please do go and check it out if that's something that you are keen on. Yeah, or um, anyone that you know in your life that might be keen on it. And our interview guest today is Patience. Um, I know we said last episode that we didn't know who we were going to record with, um, but um, <laughs> we suddenly thought that Patience would be an absolutely fantastic person to have on the podcast. Patience um, is fab. She has so much to say um, about life with epilepsy, and she also has a YouTube channel, so we're going to chat to her about all of those things. So we're here with uh, Patience Dengure. Hi, Patience. Hi, Hattie. Hi, Richard. How are you? Hiya. How are you? Not bad, thank you. We were just talking about how uh, one side of my house has been men, one side of my house is BT, guys. So I'm sat here talking to you. going to melt, but it's all good. <laughs> Worth it for you, Patience. Worth it for you. Uh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, and I've got someone trying to do the hoovering in my house. So uh, the sound quality is going to be fab, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, headphone users. You're going to get some yeah, weird noise. That's sorry. for sure. Um, so, um, Patience... We're obviously here on Epilepsy Cast. Um, we like to um, hear people's epilepsy stories, um, and I know that um, yours has been quite a bumpy one. Um, I wondered if you could tell us how you were diagnosed with epilepsy when that happened. Um, so I was diagnosed with epilepsy in two thousand and fourteen. Um, I was fourteen years old, and it was just a shock for me, my family and everyone around me because, you know, I'd never been, I'd been all right and um, I never had any any problems, like anything major or anything serious until um, epilepsy, until I had my first seizure and then started having more afterwards. Um, so it was a shock to everyone around me. Yeah, gosh. And how did, how did you feel? Um, I was, I, I don't think like it hit home the first, um, the first time I had a seizure. Um, and I think, I think it only clicked that, oh, this is something like really big and this is something that's going to change my life forever. Probably like maybe five, six months into my diagnosis, that's when I started seeing, oh my gosh, this is something that might not go as quickly as I thought it would because at first I think I was just saying you know it'll be fine this won't be my life I didn't know that I'll be you know six years later still having the same kind of issues and the same problems so um I didn't really expect it and I was um I, I was quite naive with it I didn't um I, yeah, I, and I didn't really take it too seriously at first I was gonna say um you know, you said you were shocked. Did, have you ever, do you ever kind of, 
you know, had any experience with epilepsy at all? Like, did you know what it was, what to expect at all? Did not know what it was. Um, I didn't even know what that meant for me. Right. Um, when they told me that patients, uh, when they told me that you're, you've got epilepsy and they diagnosed me with it, I didn't even know what it meant for my yeah. life. I didn't know what it meant for my health. I didn't know whether I was going to live for a long time right. or not. Yeah. Um, and there was just all these things all these questions in my yeah. my mind that I wasn't I wasn't comfortable enough to ask and right. I wasn't I didn't know the answers to um and Gosh, I just had so to then, figure it out as I as I went along yeah but I, I I just can see yeah like the little 14 year old you and I just want to give her a massive hug she's sat there and she can't she can't doesn't feel like she can ask all these questions but she's got all these questions and like mm-hmm. you're wondering like what this means for your life or everything yeah and like it's such a battle in the mind because you'd be thinking should I ask this question is it a dumb question or is it actually a question that people like me would ask um yeah and you know and it was just a shock for my for my family as well because we had never heard about epilepsy mm. um nobody had ever had this problem in our family before um so when when i had my first seizure oh the house was it was just chaos because nobody right. knew what was going on of course and what type of seizure did you have was your first seizure um my first seizure was a tonic chronic okay um, seizure um i was actually on my i was actually getting ready to go to school okay um and i just i just fell on the floor and my sister at first she she said she thought i was joking um that's right. a typical sibling isn't it yeah <laughs> <laughs> she, yeah she thought i was playing and she was like patience she was like she said she was poking me patience what are you doing get up get up and then right. she looked at me and said oh okay um, I think there's a problem here. Let me yeah, call absolutely. someone. Yeah. Of course, and you say that, like, it was as much of a shock to your family as it was to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was a big, big shock. Big, big yeah. shock. And, um, like, I was always that type of, like, I was always that child that was, like, I was never ill or anything like that. Um, and if I was ill i would be pretending um so right. <laughs> uh, so, so so your sister might have had some uh, you know cause there when she was yeah you were yeah <laughs> yeah so she was like There's some oh, history patients, there are you, do you not want to go to school today uh, what are you doing yeah, um, it's, a bit, it's a rather elaborate way to not go to school <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. yeah um, definitely and how about your friends at the time in school like how did that go um my friends, I noticed that things started to change um, once my friends saw saw me have a seizure for like the first time. Um, I, felt, I felt the way that people started to speak to me, the way that people started to look at me was a little bit different. Um, I was, I would either get them people with like really puppy dog eyes, oh my gosh, patience, you know, mm. um, always watching me, always like maybe like feeling sorry for me the sympathetic Um, head tilt yeah yeah and then I also had them them friends that just almost didn't want to be around me anymore um oh really yeah just simply because they I just never knew when it was gonna happen and you know um 
I, I, I just guess that it might have been as embarrassing for them as it was for me. Um, um, so I found that some of the friends, some of my friends didn't want to really go places with me anymore um, or be around me that much anymore uh, because, yeah, they were just like, we can't, if anything happens to her while she's with us, I can't have that on my on my hands so um mm. people just didn't really want to be around me um and then i obviously had the ones with the sympathetic head tilt right. yeah <laughs> gosh so when you you had kind of had that first seizure then how often do you have seizures now or how often did you have them then um then i had seizures probably about three three seizures a week then wow gosh. i was having tonic, so seizures. many tonic clonic yeah. seizures wow. um it got so bad like my attendance um there was a point where before i got sick my attendance was almost a hundred percent um and yeah. it was always in the high 90s and whatever and then once i started having seizures i was having them so much that my attendance dropped to maybe 30 percent um, wow Especially with tonic-clonic seizures, they can wipe you out, can't you? And then the yeah, three a week yeah. is, is almost, your entire week's just gone, isn't it? Yeah, I couldn't, sometimes, like, I just, a lot of them happened in the morning, so I didn't even make it to school sometimes. Um, because after that, I'll just sleep for hours, and for yeah. me to then have to, to wake up later and try and go to school, it was just, yeah it was just so difficult and plus my parents didn't then feel comfortable like me going to school on my own after having a seizure because they obviously didn't know if I was going to have another one or what was going to happen so of course yeah it was it was it was a struggle but now you know it's it's get it's gotten a lot better um you know I have on it I have maybe at one seizure um every week or maybe sometimes it's like one one seizure a month you know so it's it's decreased quite a lot and then there's times there's periods of times where i just go and i have no seizures so (laughs) hooray (laughs) yeah it's up up and down at the moment but um you know it's a it's a work in progress yeah of course every kind of at 14 you must have just been starting your GCSEs like how did that and obviously if you were only at school kind of for 30% of the time did that affect your exams and your results um yeah it did um I had a lot of teachers saying patience really you're you're not gonna pass I didn't even think I was gonna get the grades that I that I actually got um right I thought I thought on my GCSE results day I thought I was going to be in tears that day. I I I, I honestly just prepared myself for the worst mm. um because I had my teachers saying they didn't think that I was going to get good grades. Um and then I I started believing it myself as well because I was just looking at my attendance and thinking yeah it's so bad. Um but you know every time I just fought every, harder and harder and and made sure that every time when I was in school, I put 110% um, to kind of catch myself up. Um, and every time when I was feeling well, I put 110% in, in everything that I do because I just, I couldn't afford to mess about at school when I I was only in 
when I wasn't in all the time so yeah um, I just had to make sure that like when when I was in and I was learning I will put 110% and get things done for sure yeah of course to compensate for it it must be difficult though to feel like you have to catch up though as well all the time yeah yeah Yeah. it feels like you have to work doubly as hard especially Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. with those seizures that were happening too yeah yeah Yeah, definitely definitely yeah it was it was it was tough but um we got there i just yeah i got there and i just i was just learning as as i went along and yeah honestly i didn't think I was literally so naive about it and I just didn't think that the journey would be this long. I was like, oh, this will probably be something that will bother me for about a year. It will be fine. Yeah. Mm. Um, Yeah. And I just, I really didn't know the road that was, that was about to, to come. And yeah. So when I got to college and everything, I just had to do that. The same that I did in high school times a thousand <laughs> <laughs> and I know that um kind of your journey with kind of stuff after school hasn't always been easy has it mm-hmm. no not at all not at all um yeah like I think uh, having it really like having epilepsy and um having an idea of your life um it just really sets everything back um Mm. and it it makes it so difficult because it's like in your in my head I thought at at 20 I'll be doing I'll be at university you know um I'll be on my set getting on my third year ready to finish my course and that's just not how things have turned out um you know after I had a plan for myself after college to go to university and everything like that and that was always the plan um and so when they told me that I actually couldn't um, because of my seizures and because of my epilepsy, it was it was a letdown um, and it did and set me back. Was that because of the, the specific course that you wanted to do? Because obviously we know that a lot of people with epilepsy do go mm-hmm. to university, but I think yeah. it was what you wanted to yeah. study was the, yeah. was the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was... Um, yeah it was it was a number of things um it was the course that i wanted to study that was the main main thing simply because um i would have to do a lot of placement um and i would have to because i was doing nursing and social work combined um i would be in hospitals working with needles working with vulnerable people um and i myself as a vulnerable person as well um that just made things even harder um and then them guaranteeing my safety at university, you know, I was gonna have to move away from home um, and basically live by myself kind of thing. Um, and mm. they, they just, they were just saying, you know, patients with everything that's going on right now, the way that your seizures are, it's just not, they're just not controlled at the moment. Um, and we just can't guarantee your safety here at the moment. So, um, they they um, deferred my applications for a year um but then after by that time i'd lost the motivation i didn't want to do it anymore um right yeah mm. so it was just kind of like even though i could have gone and i could have tried again i felt like you know it was going to be the same thing and i had to be honest with myself as well i had to say patience it's been a year nothing has really changed that much 
Mm. Are you ready to do this and get the same result again? Um, and I had to just be honest with myself and just say, okay, patience, you need to find and think about something else because I don't think you can do this right now, especially because I, I never want to do something and put someone else in danger as well. Um, and the thought of me doing that course, I felt like that's what I would do. That's what yeah. I'd be doing. That's just such a grown up thing to have to come to terms with when you're so young to get your head around and like get to grips with and think about all of that like that's something that someone with who doesn't have epilepsy I just don't think could Mm -hmm. even kind of contemplate that it just adds all of that extra stuff on top of like just a decision about where you're going to go and what you're going to study or what you're going to do you've got to think about everything else as well I know I know in the our purple day video you mentioned like you know having so many barriers when you have epilepsy I think this is definitely definitely a big one yeah definitely like I think when I had to with epilepsy I've just had to learn to kind of put my big girl pants on um, (laughs) (laughs) and and just be very like brutally honest with myself um and and even if it just means like um feeling like I have to start again I just feel like it's a lot better than putting myself in situations and putting others in situations that is not gonna really benefit me or them or them either as well because I can't how can I look after someone if I'm not 100% myself you know yeah of course you've got to put yourself first haven't you Mm, yeah definitely (laughs) put on your oxygen mask before you can put on somebody else's yeah yeah (laughs) yeah yeah and that's the and that's the thing I felt like I wanted to work with vulnerable people um and I just knew that you know they would have to they would rely on me a lot and the thought of letting somebody else down and and stuff you know I just it, it didn't feel good it didn't feel good as well and I and I did like placements you know where I was working in um, care homes and was working with vulnerable people Um, and you know it would really get to me every time that I couldn't get to work because I had a seizure in the morning because I felt Mm. like okay someone might have really needed me that day Um, yeah all these people relying on me and then I can't I can't show up so course it's really tough when it stops you from doing what you want to do or what you think you need to do or when it affects because of course it's not patience you're not deciding that you're not going to go into work that day like um, (laughs) you're not making that choice it's out it's Mm -hmm. out of your hands it's out of your control but I know it doesn't always um doesn't always feel that way when you're in that situation yeah yeah that's the thing as well like reminding myself that you know patience this is it's not it's not your fault this is not you it can be very hard to it can yeah it can be very easy to to blame yourself and think this is me again but um you know just reminding yourself that you know it's it's not your fault you would go to work if you wanted if you could you would do all these things if you could um it's just that you can't at the moment you know definitely definitely that's the thing with epilepsy you're not in control of it yeah no, it's like the look at the drawer in it sometimes with the seizures yeah um, unfortunately it, and it's yeah. unpredictable too like it's not like yeah. it doesn't have a pattern that follows oh. all the time no. oh very 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 <laughs> unpredictable very unpredictable 
just like not knowing what your day might consist of or what might happen while you're walking on the on the road or while you're um, running an errand you just never know um yeah and i think um i think as well when that's what got to me when i when i first got diagnosed with epilepsy that's what got to me the most that was right. the thing that i was struggling to wrap my head around the fact that it was just so unpredictable it's like i couldn't yeah. even I couldn't even try and make my life work around it because I didn't know when it was coming and I didn't know when it was going to hit. So um, it was very, very, it was tough to kind of get used to that as well. Yeah, of course. Um, That kind of fear, I guess. Yeah. Um, That you kind of know about. But with all of this going on, Patience, one of the things I just think that is so amazing about you, and I am a big cheerleader for you, is that you moved cities when you were really young. You just, um, I just, like, you just kind of thought, you know, having said all of that about, like, not being able to go to uni, not being able to do what you wanted to do, you you thought, right, I'm going to go and I'm going to start again. And I just think... yeah. Um, I just um, think with um, with epilepsy, it's just one of those where I, I had to tell myself that I can't I can't just sit sit down and let this kind of almost defeat me um, because you know I could have just said you know just leave it I can't be bothered with this let me just be jobless let me just stay at home and yeah. and not do you anything don't really want to and feel so and feel sorry for myself and but um you know i just i i realized that i have to keep going i have to keep fighting this it's not gonna you know you know my goals and my dreams were always there um this this condition wasn't you know so i will you know keep fighting it and just keep moving um, yeah you know every time we fall we get back up huh. dust ourselves yeah. off and keep it moving <laughs> That could be your slogan. You should get it on a t-shirt. How have you found the city move? Have you settled in? And um, um, yeah, you... I've settled in. Yeah. I've settled in. Um, I like I like the city because uh, everything is like pretty close by. Right. Um, I don't have to like do ridiculous amounts of travel to go shopping or anything like that. Um, so yeah, yeah, I really I really enjoy it. Just so we should just say for the listeners that uh, Patience lives in Leeds. And I know that yeah. we have a, this podcast is becoming a bit of a love letter to Leeds. Because <laughs> <laughs> we are. Over the series. We're, we're all quite fat and big fans. And, and yeah. Leeds, and they just got promoted. I know, yeah, weekend, they did. So, yeah, oh, as, uh, wow. as us, uh, as we're recording. Yeah, so. Yeah. Oh, big time in Leeds wow. right now. Yeah. Hey. Exciting time in Yorkshire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh-huh. You yeah, mentioned though, really as you were as you were chatting there, that you, you have found uh, getting a job really difficult. And oh. could you tell us about some of your you know experiences? Because we know from, especially in my job, as as uh, on social media, that there's so many people that come to us with questions about what job can I do? Why can't mm-hmm. I get a job? Can you help us get a job? Uh, and yeah. there's so many different ranging experiences out there. So let us know yeah. what yours is. Um, so my experience um, with jobs um, has been I hadn't I never had troubles getting a job right it was keeping the job right that's I see. Yeah. the right, struggle okay. that I've had yeah um, so 
uh, I I had struggles getting a I haven't had struggles getting a job until the pandemic. Um, right. Yeah. But yeah. um um but keeping a job was always like my my biggest problem that mm. I had. Um, I'd find that I'd find a job that I really like. You know, um, and then I'll get the job. Um, we'll, we'll go. We'll we'll talk about it and go through all the processes and everything. Um, and I'll tell them, yeah, I am epileptic, and I'll be like, yeah, that's fine. We'll support you. Everything great. Um, and then it's almost like the first seizure happens at work. Right. Then things start to change. Um, I see. Right. Then all these questions start coming into um. They then start asking all these questions like, oh, what, what would happen if you had a seizure here, this place, this place? And then after that, they want to do all these, um, they want to do like, um, what are they called? These examinations like kind of things. To, yeah, risk assessments to see if like they can actually guarantee my safety. And then um, it would then turn out that they can't and then they'll have to like let me go. Right. Um, afterwards mm. like the previous job I had um, because it was a husband and wife firm um, they had to let me go because a, a lot of the times I was actually in the office by myself um, right and one of the the thing about this job was that I had actually gone so long without having a seizure um, mm. and I told them this in my interview and I said you know I I have gone so long. I've gone like three months without having a seizure, but I don't know, like, if how long this is gonna, how how long this train is gonna go for, yeah. or anything can change at any moment. And I was very honest and open about that. Um, and they gave me the job anyway. And then I then started having a few seizures at work, um, and then yeah, I ended up they ended up letting me go in March. Um, okay. this year um and it was literally um before we I literally lost lost my job a couple of weeks before lockdown oh, um, the worst and time then, yeah the worst time ever worst yeah. worst time um and then I, I quickly found another job but I couldn't start I quickly found another job and then I got that job two days later lockdown and I couldn't even do that job it couldn't even make me any money because we were in lockdown um and so then I was like okay I need to start looking for other jobs and it's been an absolute nightmare Mm. like (laughs) like I've just the amount of the amount of no's um that I've been getting and it's just been so hard to find something and you know it's so hard with um with like being epileptic and trying to find a job and trying to keep a job because it's like it seems like one minute I'm stable and I'm able to really look after myself financially and everything and then a couple of months later I'm unstable again yeah Um, Mm. and it just you know it's it's not it, it doesn't really help me financially um because even after once that job is gone the bills are still there you know yeah of course so it's been tough we really hope something comes your way soon oh thank you thank you but one of the things that you have been doing patience kind of um is that you have your youtube channel don't you to kind of tell people about epilepsy that we are obviously big fans of because um 
I don't know whether you've gathered from the podcast listeners uh, from this interview that patience isn't the kind of person uh, who will sit there and let life pass her by. Like she will find <laughs> things to do, and the YouTube channel is just fantastic. Oh, thank you, thank you so much. Yeah, I just want to be able to encourage so many people um, like me, um, encourage their families, their friends, and to let the people know that it's you know it's gonna be all right, and you know this is just our journey. Um, and it's a marathon, not a sprint. We'll take our time. We'll get there eventually. Um, and yeah, just to encourage and uplift each other. Um, because sometimes it can be so easy to just get in in your own, in our feelings all the time. Of course, um, especially and understandable. With everything going on, yeah, like, yeah. You know, it's understandable if it's overwhelming. If it feels yeah. like way too yes. much, like sometimes you, some, it huge, is. It actually huge is. stuff going on. Like mm-hmm. so, if you are listening, you are feeling overwhelmed. Like that's okay. Like you're allowed to feel that way, but. Um, like patience I think one of the great things is that you show that there are ways to get out of that there are ways to kind of take steps forward to move forward on your journey like you say yeah just like you know if you are feeling overwhelmed people around you speak to someone talk to someone just let it out let out all the frustrations that might be getting you down and um and just like one thing for myself is just to keep just to keep trying just to yeah. keep trying because we can't I, I we can't let epilepsy defeat us honestly um mm. and it does it you know it affects so many people in so many different ways um and we just have to keep trying and keep going every time and it it's just going to make us stronger build our confidence up a little bit you know yeah brilliant well, just before I ask our last question, because you kind of led us there very nicely, it's almost you like you're a pro. Um, <laughs> could you tell us what the what your YouTube channel, what the uh, name of your, name of your YouTube channel is? Um, so my YouTube channel is called Complete Patience, um, and I, I came see up what you with did this there. name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I came I came up with this name because, like I said, you know, when I had. Um, when when I'd been diagnosed with epilepsy I just thought that this was going to be something that wasn't gonna it wasn't going to be too long it was going to be six months and it's going to be gone um and I had to learn how to be patient with myself I had to learn Mm. how to be patient with my health I had to learn how to be patient with my life my career everything um and you know having been being epileptic being an epileptic now has you know has helped me with that a lot you know not not take not putting too much pressure on myself um not putting time scales on things or telling myself that I need to have this done by then and then just be patient with everything just be patient with yourself your health because it is going to get better to be honest fabulous Awesome. Uh, well, you, yeah, like Hattie said, you have led us to this final question quite nicely. And you have kind of almost answered it in a way, but I think uh, this is a slightly different one. Um, we've asked this to everyone that we've interviewed so far as the final question. But um, if you could tell someone newly diagnosed with epilepsy one thing, what would it be? Hmm. Take <laughs> control. Take right. control. Take control of your 
your appointments take control of everything yes your parents will be there to help and guide um and to be helped to support you but really when you are going into them appointments do your research really do one-to-one talking with the doctor find out have like find out ways to make this better do your research and really take control of your health because that's one thing I regret doing um I just kind of let my mom deal with everything um, right okay. when really I had to take when I really I had to take control and I really struggled then trying to take control as I got older and as I transitioned to from children to adults um because then I had to I had to start learning to attend appointments by myself taking information that I'm getting from my neurologist by myself Um, yeah you know I had to start doing all of them things by myself even but if I had done it earlier you know I don't think I would have struggled as much as I did of course brilliant advice excellent yeah yeah brilliant advice and completely different to anything anyone else has ever said so yeah yeah love that one fantastic love it take control yeah well thank you so much patience for chatting with us um, oh, thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you. Um, I really hope that the job hunt is fruitful soon. Um, we've, we're rooting for you. We've got everything crossed that you find something and that you find something that works and with employers who are understanding um, and can support you because you've got so much to offer. Oh, thank you. Um, thank you so much. Cheers, patience. Thank you very much once again to Patience for sharing so many experiences from someone so young. I had to, you know, go through a lot of barriers, but I think her message of keeping in control and and just keeping going is a really good one. Yeah, definitely. That kind of tenacity, um, the idea of it being a marathon, not a sprint, that, you know, we're all on a journey and this is her journey. Um, and she, as much as she can, she's going to take control of that. Um, I just think is, is really... Um, it makes me think about things in my life in a different way so thank you so much patience yeah brilliant and that's about wraps up uh, epilepsy cast episode number six we were going to be talking with someone next week who's just had a newborn so i think we we're in the dark again who who the next guest might be is that right Hattie? yeah well we're going to wait um hopefully we're going to be able to talk to um somebody who's just had a baby but obviously uh that period of time in one's life is pretty uh chaotic yeah i remember rightly so we're gonna (laughs) wait and see um and get in touch with them um but i'm I'm sure i'm absolutely sure we'll find be able to find um somebody fantastic to be able to come and talk to us absolutely and as always if you want to get in touch with the podcast uh you want to share a story or um have anything to say to us you can email podcast at epilepsy.org.uk and you can follow us on social media at epilepsy action on pretty much everything and of course we always want you to uh, follow the podcast subscribe so it comes up in your feed every weekday and you don't need to go searching us out so hit that follow button and uh, of course we always want your reviews and as I always say four stars or above um, I don't mind how many stars but I would quite, <laughs> quite like you just to put some in on your podcast yeah, just, app. Just, that would be just some just some, some. Uh, especially on uh, Apple Podcasts because that really helps us so until uh, next time Hattie two weeks time yeah hopefully I'll see you then we'll see you soon